Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Should I Play That with Chris and Rod. What's going on, Rod? Oh, nothing much. I'm really enjoying every week hearing that lovely intro you do. Oh, man. And, like, you know what's funny? I always, like, try not to overthink it, but then 30 (laughs) seconds, 15 seconds, 10 seconds before I do it, I'm like, crap, what am I going to say? But then, like... The My Hero Academia theme song, and you say run, just starts playing in my back in the background <laughs> of my head, and I just go with the flow, sort of like what I'm doing right now. But anyways, it's March the eighth. If you're listening to this live, or I guess when it drops on Friday, and uh, this is episode two. Episode should, two. Should I play that? Yeah. So man, we're this is this is starting to become like a, a thing where like after you know I feel like we did like a good like pre-launch. We yep. did um, enough things to like sort of get into a groove where like now this feels like it's a second nature and I'm yep. loving it right now. Exactly. You want to get in that comfort level, you know, you want to be able to kick off your shoes, put prop your feet up, you know, have a good time. Uh, yeah, I think it's great. It's great. Yeah. And then, like with me jumping back into this, I'm uh, I have people that didn't know that I did this, like amazed that I'm doing stuff like this. Uh, some people that are like, you know, ask me questions on like if they wanted to start in, you know, they wanted to start do their own thing or like they've already started doing it, but they want to upgrade their game. Mm-hmm. Uh, just a all in all pro tip for anybody that's wanting to do it. Just do it. Like the biggest thing that's stopping you is you. Yep, absolutely. Just do it and try to keep it as consistent as possible. That's really the key. And that's what we're trying to do presently. (laughs) Exactly. So with that, we're going to go ahead and roll into our... Actually, no, before we even roll into that, I want to go ahead and uh, give a shout out to um, uh, a good friend of mine, Darian, who helped us out with our Kingdom Hearts uh, live stream on Sunday, this past Sunday. Uh, Granted, if you guys go to the Facebook page and listen to it, the audio is a little jacked up. So unfortunately, if uh, you're hoping for an audio version... Uh, it's just, I don't know, for me personally, it's not up to par to what I want to put on, you know, the audio versions, like the quality is really out of whack. So I apologize for that. But if you do want to see it, if you do want to, uh, take part of the conversation, it is still on our Facebook and that should I play that on Facebook, you'll see the logo pop up, click on it, uh, follow and like, because those are two different things, but definitely I appreciate Darian for helping us out with that, and then also people that tuned in during the episode. So that was a quick shout out for that. Yeah, definitely. Okay, so now that we're actually back into the groove of things, yo, Rod, what you been <laughs> playing? I finished Anthem. We finished Anthem. Yeah. Um, and we're going to talk about that very briefly uh, because, uh, to be honest, I last time we were on the show, I talked about how Anthem... I was going to come back to it and and give an update on if anything changed with the end. Okay. Has did anything change? How how are you feeling about it? Did it did it did it live up to what you were hoping it was gonna be? Is the end game just that good? Yeah. You ever seen Arrested Development and yeah. and Ron Howard you <laughs> he does that line where like like somebody will be saying something and they'll be like you know oh man george michael was having such a great day and you know he hoped that you know that everything was going to continue going his way and then maybe george michael actually says that in the show and then ron howard says he didn't <laughs> yep <laughs> that's basically my answer to your question it wasn't oh, <laughs> it was nothing nothing really changed with anthem uh towards the end i mean there were i, I all right look like I, I think that some of the none of the story beats like really landed for me but there was a few characters i thought were okay and i think like the the character work i saw that like what they were trying to lay out with what they were doing narratively i don't think it's a total misfire i think some of it is also due to how the narrative is presented to you you don't really experience the story with other people you more experience it kind of on your own so much of it is conveyed through these fort tarsus moments you know that the hub world that you just i mean it's not like something like destiny where you're seeing all the cutscenes and all the cinematic events at the exact same time like you're not 
you're it really Anthem kind of feels a little cold and a little lonely sometimes in that regard and that's kind of a bummer um so a lot of those narrative beats didn't really land for me super well but i think the characters have looked good i think i love the the graphics kind of like what i was saying before i thought graphically it looked really nice the environmental effects great kind of the same stuff that i was saying last week still applies here the fi- the flying is still great but there is no there's not much of an end game though like you asked about end game and there isn't much of one right like i mean about what what do you think Chris? um i mean they, they they'll give you masterwork weapons to sort of you know uh make builds which i feel like is what the end game is right now is for the most part uh these masterwork abilities and weapons that drop will pretty much give that weapon an extra perk that'll make sense in like a particular build so like when i started doing my end game grind i got a masterwork machine pistol that whenever i shot something at close uh you know point blank range i would get double damage double melee damage yeah so you know, who's a melee class? The Interceptor. So you could build, like, a melee build for the Interceptor or something like that. Yeah. I mean, and what are the weapons, though? Like, I mean, like, the oh. weapons are the, the same thing. Yeah, right? yeah. so they're basically the same weapons you've used throughout the game, yeah. just with yeah. an extra perk. So, yeah. yeah. You get, like, two more strongholds, which are the game's versions of Destiny Strikes, right? Like, um, you get that. Uh, they haven't released a raid yet. I- I'm not even certain if that is coming at any point. Maybe they've confirmed that. I, I don't know. Yeah, that's, um, uh, that's out in May. Oh, my God. Um, wow. So, yeah, that, I mean, there's not there's not much more to the game other than that. Grinding out those, those masterwork uh, weapons and rerunning the strongholds about a billion times and maybe finishing up the side missions that maybe you didn't get to. I've uninstalled the game. Um, I still own it. I'm undecided if I'm going to continue owning it. I'm I'm kind of curious. I'm 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 very curious on like what they do for the future. I'm contemplating keeping the disc and maybe seeing down the road like what all that all entails. But I'm not necessarily looking forward to it. It was a game that felt a lot like work. I think I said that last week too. But it it felt like work. It never really got to a higher plane for me and it just kind of kept this really really low baseline throughout from beginning to end for me and that's a real shame it's a real shame i wanted to love this game yeah i mean i already you know deleted my game and uh traded in towards my next big mistake which you know what i'm not even gonna say that i have faith that this next game i'm gonna get is gonna be okay mm-hmm yeah. Which sort of segues into our well, no, before we segue into the next section, uh just last bit on Anthem is that I feel like at this point, I I feel like I'm technically done talking about Anthem. It yeah. feels like every other day there's a major bug that's mm-hmm. making people's PlayStations blow up. There's um a bug that like your level one weapons actually do more damage than your end game da- uh, weapons will do. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. like none of this is surprising. Like the the game is a dumpster fire at this point. So let's just let it die. Like I'm, I I I feel like I've gotten everything out of this game that I could. So yeah. when I so when I see that uh, a new art news article about you know Anthem pops up, or if I'm on YouTube and I see someone making a video about it. I will scroll right past it, like mm. completely. Yeah, uh, I feel similarly. Like this game is. There were a couple stories today that we were contemplating talking about, um, and I mean, the, I don't think that we're really going to devote a lot of time talking to this game uh, for the foreseeable future until like they release, until Bioware releases new content for it. I just don't. I just don't see a reason why we should continue to spend all this time, you know, discussing and dissecting and 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 ultimately disliking Anthem. Like, like why spend so much time on something that we're clearly not enjoying? The shows should be about things that we that we do like. I mean, obviously, we're gonna consume things that we don't like and talk about it. Like, that's just gonna be a part of the show and what we do. But, I mean, I, I feel like there's nothing more to add at this point. Everyone and their mother is like writing about this game. Um, and generally about how lackluster it is. And there are people who are enjoying that's, it, and that's cool. That's but. funny you say that. I um, 
I have a friend of mine. We were on the PlayStation chat, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and literally his mother sent him a text about uh, Anthem breaking PS4s. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, like that's like, he doesn't even play Anthem. That's the wild part. It's just that I guess it, <laughs> it, it, I guess it hit you know Facebook. So you know how you know older yeah. people are with Facebook. Any type right. of like news that gets shared a lot, they're letting people know about it. But yeah, we're done about talking about Anthem. So speaking about the next game. We played mm. uh, something that I thoroughly enjoyed, which was just a beta. And I've had more fun playing this beta than I had playing the full game of Anthem. Oh, yeah. Definitely. You and took that, my opening line. Dang. Yeah. So Division 2 uh, had a open beta this past weekend. And I, going into it, wasn't really like, I, I, I guess I was still burnt out from, from Anthem. And, you know, we just came off of playing Destiny 2, which I'm not, like, burnt off of. Like, it's, you know, sort of, like, being, you know, it's a refreshing game at this point. But, like, the whole loot shooter genre, like, I feel like I'm sort of, like, giving a break for the time being. But I was like, hey, it's a, you know, open beta. Let me give it a shot. Let's see what happens. And I actually had fun. You know, um, oh, shocker. You had yeah. fun in the loot shooter. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like uh, the, the like having different abilities and that. Oh, well, let's just start off with this. Like as a as a fundamental, like just beta, I feel like they covered a lot of ground. Like they gave you the open world. They gave you a couple of you know story missions. They gave you a bunch of side quests. Um, they gave you the dark zone, which I thought was you know pretty cool. I thought dark zone would have been like teased, and then that would have been the end of the the demo. Uh, the demo, and then they also gave you a teaser of the end game, which I thought was brilliant. Like, did not see that coming whatsoever. So after you finish the main uh, couple of missions, they uh, they say, hey, you know, we want to give you a little taste of our end game. Here are some you know character builds you could choose from. Yeah, so already just, already spec'd out. Already spec'd out. So you have so you're max level and you have you know builds like custom builds on like you know uh, I think there were three builds. You had a sniper, um, a crossbow, uh, grenade launcher, and was there one more? Uh, crossbow sniper. No, I think it was just three. Okay. Yeah. So. I just that blew me away. Like playing that, playing the same mission, but one on a harder difficulty and two with like just end game in mind. Like it just it felt like a different mission. Yeah, yeah, it, it did. And I mean, it felt the abilities that you got felt okay. So okay, before I talk about like the abilities and everything, I want to make a quick mention that I think it was interesting that the mission that we were doing. Because it was an in-game mission, something that takes place literally out uh, after the campaign, the story-wise or narratively, it's after the campaign. You're doing the same mission that you've already done um, earlier in that beta, which I thought was an interesting decision, but I think totally intentional because it gives you a different feel of how different the game is, and it's not necessarily harder because you're so you're you're specked out so so hard like you're you're maxed out like you've got like insane equipment and weapons it kind of gives you like a little bit of a taste of the different combinations you can use with the gadgets and um how hard you're i mean you're hitting i think in the regular in the the campaign beta thousands yeah like i mean you're hitting people for like three hundred thousand, like with a sniper in the in in the head like it's insane in the end game um so yeah, I, I think that that aspect of it is really interesting and cool, and I could see myself like really getting into it, and it was fun. Like we we actually had to be you and I played with uh, two others, and it was really fun, like strategizing and saying like, oh man, I'm gonna go here and let's see, let's like we died several times trying to <laughs> complete a few of the the missions, and it never felt cheap. And it, it, exactly yeah. because it was never something that. Um... Like, the enemies were, like, bullet spongy or, like, they just hit way too hard. No. Like, there were numerous times where we just got outplayed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Like, the the um, the AI would distract us with, like, a major enemy. Mm-hmm. But then uh, two, like, w- I want to say weaker enemies, but, you know, uh, two other enemies would then, like, use that opportunity to, like, flank around us. And then, you know, 
get us from behind when we're not expecting them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that's how you, that's how you do difficulty. You don't yeah. you don't you know rev up everything to eleven. Like you you make the enemies smarter. You give the and then the enemies use abilities themselves. And I thought that was pretty cool. Yeah. Oh no, absolutely. It's absolutely cool. Um, sweet, super sweet way to introduce that stuff. They, I mean, they really before the beta release, they kind of told us what was going to be in the open beta, which was you know main campaign, uh, DZ, uh, dark zone stuff, and then end game. And it really came together very well. Like it really does give you a taste of what every aspect of the game has to offer. Yeah. So you know, thumbs up to them. Um, I feel like they're definitely a uh, a developing team, and I guess uh, I don't know how much is uh, Ubisoft had you know input in this, but uh, Massive Entertainment, the developers, mm-hmm. like they learned their lesson from the first game. Yeah. I feel like they really did. Like a lot of changes that I saw that was like periodically made in Division One, like I saw in this beta. So like. Uh, creating different like builds so like let's say if you have a build for like a certain situation you could oh you know you could go to your menu which you know was refreshing and change out everything instantly to that loadout that you want yeah which i'm not sure how you felt about that original one but i i happened to like it uh, quite a bit but it, it just didn't keep me for very long i just didn't at the time i played it at launch and the end game wasn't strong yet they i know they they upgraded it after a certain point, but I'd fallen way out of it by that point. But um, but up to maybe me playing about 20, 25 hours of it, which I think is great for a loot shooter. Um, you know, I I enjoyed it. Like the gunplay was satisfying. The loot grind was cool while I was in it. And the Dark Zone was a novel concept I found I found entertaining. And it looks like they've taken, like you just said, they, they've taken what they've learned from that first one and seems like they've tw- they've just tweaked it ever so slightly to just uh, to, to make it a slightly better experience. And the Snowdrop engine is gorgeous. I love the way this game looks. Yeah, definitely. Um, yeah, just thumbs up to, you know, Massive for putting out. Uh, and of course, you know, a beta demo, like it's, uh, there were some bugs and acknowledge those bugs, but... All okay. in all, I'd say it was a, you know it was pretty smooth. It did its job, and um, I'm I'm excited now for the 15th. Yeah, yeah, definitely for sure. I I went from, you know, thinking I might pick it up later to like I'm after playing the beta, I'm I'm definitely buying it as soon as it comes out. Nice, nice. So, um, I you know it's funny. I guess we we past couple of weeks we've you know basically played the same games so yeah and they're uh, all loot shooters yeah which i'm just realizing like we're literally about to talk just about loot shooters yeah (laughs) so uh our i guess our last uh what you've been playing this week is uh we've wrapped up some stuff in destiny 2 yeah so uh so rod what you you know what what have your what are your experiences with uh destiny 2 forsaken like we haven't even jumped into like the newer stuff yet but like compared to what you did and that's des- like just vanilla destiny 2 how was your jump into the new dlcs and then forsaken so i enjoyed vanilla De- destiny 2 um we we may or may not have talked about this on a previous episode but but i mean destiny 2 was a in my opinion a great improvement over the campaign of destiny vanilla destiny 1 and really most stuff in destiny 1 i would say maybe even taken king uh to a certain degree like they had character development, uh, well, character interactions, greater ones, actual like real cutscenes that you know were entertaining, and an actual narrative like that was really cool. Um, and mission stru- and, and interesting mission structure as well. Forsaken has been a really fun experience. Um, I bought it. I bought it on PlayStation Four for about forty bucks when they had a sale. That included the uh, annual pass as well. So I felt like I got kind of a good deal on that. I think that's like sixty or seventy or something um, MSRP. So that was cool. But it, it seems like they've done the Taken King thing of really retooling the game and making it. differentiating it from what was vanilla destiny 2 and tweaking how loot is and how it functions and operates and all the economy of the game i mean that's just kind of what you get with these uh game uh, games as a service type of experiences you know bungie has you know clearly like we were just saying with with uh, massive and, and division 
seems like they have definitely taken a bunch of the feedback to heart, and it really feels like Forsaken is the best that Destiny or the best place that Destiny has been in since the Taken King. Um, the Curse of Osiris and Warmind DLCs that we played through, I played through for the first time. They were okay. They were fine, I guess. I it wasn't like super great, but I also wasn't really expecting that. Um, I kind of expected these little, these short stop gaps until we got like the Comet. Uh, Comet is the the code name for the big expansions that Destiny gets. Um, those those were stop gaps for the Comet that we were going to receive with Forsaken, and the the narrative through line of avenging Cade's death is is fun. I mean, Cade is fine. I'm not like a huge Cade fan. I don't hate him. I don't love him. He's whatever. But like going through the, that motion was super entertaining and actually seeing them kind of maybe dip one toe in the water of like trying to analyze the ramification of something like revenge was like kind of shocking to me. Uh, <laughs> it's because... like what destiny having like some form of like a, a moral dilemma. Like, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's I was, weird. It's very weird. Very weird. Coming from uh, even Destiny 2, I think, has a really basic story. And I think a lot of people were complimenting it because it had a story as opposed to Destiny 1, which didn't have much of one. Um, and Forsaken, is, it was really fun. They, they introduce a bunch of interesting characters in an interesting place and... They're all entertaining and they're all and the mission variety is really interesting. So all of the people who you are kind of going against in this one, like you're kind of fighting mini bosses um, on the way up to the big boss and on and all the mini bosses, like a lot of them have most of them have really varied fights. Like you're not doing the exact same thing. You're not just shooting something in the face. I mean, you are, but you're doing it in a slightly different way each time. And that was almost assuredly the design philosophy behind Forsaken here. Um, this was your second time going through it, right? Yeah, and still entertaining. So, yeah. um, and like, and I feel like it's uh, it was entertaining because like I played Forsaken when it, when it launched, and then uh, sort of fell off a little bit. But then coming back into it with you, like there are certain things that sort of like you know. I don't want to say it surprised me, but like it, uh, some things I forgot. So like I got blasted in the face a couple times, but uh, yeah. it was it's fun. It was, it was fun enough to like you know go through uh, with someone else. Uh, we did the refer a friend, which we mm-hmm. which we haven't like finished those missions yet. I think we have to do some crucible matches together to finish that uh, storyline. Yeah. I think uh, crucible matches. And I think we have to do like a nightfall. Okay. But um, the I feel like they simplified getting people into the game which i really liked and with this new dlc um they even made it even easier to like catch up and everything yeah yeah with uh with with bounties that you can acquire and they'll you they'll you have like what what are the requirements like do five strikes or something like that and kill 50 enemies not even that it's like do one strike kill 50 enemies um they did you play a crucible match and it's not even win a crucible match it's just play the crucible match get 10 kills and guess what one of the modes this week is mayhem which is like every 15 seconds you're getting your super <laughs> yeah yeah um, so and, that's awesome yeah and like they have some other miscellaneous things like um go do uh like public two public events and like do uh bounties like really easy stuff that honestly should you should be able to knock out in an hour, hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, and and that's kind of the key is that they're making they're they're balancing the game in such a way where like you can have not played Destiny like me since maybe vanilla and make it really easy to kind of get through a lot of the content. Um, because I was worried about that that experience on my end. I was worried that. You know, I was going to miss something or maybe that experience would be hampered in some way. But really, I felt I felt that the experience has been I've, I've had my hand not like tightly held, but like kind of guided along like the the path that everyone else got to experience month months ago. And that's cool. Like that's that's really neat. And I, I'm honestly I'm I'm glad I jumped in. Like it's not something that I thought I was going to say about Destiny. I wasn't planning. I didn't have any specific plans to get back into destiny this was kind of like a you know i i heard how good forsaken was i kept hearing about how good it was and i was like all right uh, let me 
give it a shot, you know, for for the right price. And and I'm glad I did. Like this was really cool. Nice. So um yeah, so like I said, the new DLC dropped this uh past Tuesday and it's it's worth playing. So uh if you like the gamut mode, which I've I know some people do, some people don't, but they've uh you know, added some new modes in Gambit. Oh my god! And yeah, yeah and like I think that, um, like them rebalancing certain things in the game, like how certain weapons work, uh, it's gonna it's it's gonna be an interesting couple of months to see. You know how Destiny Two, uh, you know, stays relevant. That's the biggest thing with Destiny is like its relevancy. Yeah, in the, uh, in the market. Especially with the advent of Division Two and Anthem, like I mean, games that are clearly taking the market. I mean, I guess the verdict's still out on Anthem, but how long that's gonna last? But I mean, when Anthem came out, like there were a lot of people playing that game, and and probably still will be. Um, and that then those are people who would who might be playing Destiny instead. You know, like uh, obviously Destiny, I think is the better game, but you know, you never know. And I cannot believe I did not mention Gambit at all. Like that is like one of my favorite things about Forsaken is is Gambit. Like I I love this mode. So it does something that I love any game to do, which is somehow combine cooperative play and competitive play and roll it into one. I've I it, it's a way to my gaming heart. Like I it's it's mm-hmm. something that it's just gets me so quickly. Um, and the way that it's set up is really clever. You have a team of four and you're killing uh, ads as they are, you know, in, random enemies as they're coming through. And it's always a specific enemy. So hive or fallen or whatever. It's always one type of enemy. And then if you, once you and everyone that you kill kind of drops moats, you pick uh, moats of light, you pick up the moats of light. You deposit them, you bank them into a, a center console, and then and once you get seventy-five, uh, a prime evil comes out, which is almost like uh, I think maybe like a raid boss or something like that. And then you have to whittle them down. This is all happening concurrently with another team. So another team is doing the exact same thing you're doing, and you have to just do it faster than them, essentially. And it's just it's I've had some matches that are really close. There's actually some surprising strategies because people players can invade and kill you during a primeval phase. And and if they kill you during a primeval phase, the boss gets uh, health back. So it makes it really tense and tight. And it's insane. Like, it's really cool. Yeah, and not only that, but they can also invade during the match too. So in intervals yeah. of twenty-five, they're able to jump into. Well, one player is able to jump over to your side and vice versa mm-hmm. to, uh, you know, take you out. And if you, for the most part, when you're doing it during the match, you're typically aiming for the person that has like the most moats on them, yeah. so that they could, you know, not get the moats deposited, and it'll help your team out in the long run. Um, with, uh, the newer modes, uh, they, they sort of changed it up a little bit. Um, I'm not, I haven't really read up too much on it. Uh, have you? A little bit. I'm all, I'm only confused. Okay. So I'm kind of confused on if there are specific roles because like they have made a big deal of like Gambit Prime being more like a role based. So I'm just not sure if those roles are forced upon you, like being a collector. So like most of light goingly going to kill people. Like, I'm just not sure. Well, yeah, that works. those are those are all armor sets. So, like, if you oh okay, so if you typically like playing a certain wave, like if you're the type of person who likes to invade, you'll have mm. an armor set that will help you out when you're invading. Okay, and reckoning one of the new modes is different than that, right? Like, that's not exactly like yeah, it's, thing, yeah, right? it's, yeah, it's different. Okay, but um, yeah, it seems pretty solid. I played maybe about an hour and a half, two hours of just um, just getting my character ready to jump into some of these um into some of these modes so uh i just like the overall sandbox changes so far yeah. uh, a lot of the, a lot of the weapons uh, feel like they pack a punch now so like rocket launchers red they uh i think they did like a 60 percent buff on rocket launchers jesus yeah so oh and then my uh, uh my what's that? not the linear rifle i think it's the linear rifles so pretty much the cold heart also got a buff and that this whole time we've been playing, I've been using that as like my exotic of choice. Right. And it's pretty cool seeing like a weapon that I've already gravitated to getting a buff. 
that is cool. That is cool. And it's quite satisfying, I'm sure. Yeah. That's the thing. I, I need to get some more exotics. I haven't gotten any. But, I mean, I've, I've been kind of enjoying just the game as it is currently. So I haven't, like, you know, had a bunch drop for me. But I just passed uh, level light 500. So, you know, I, I'm sure I'll get something soon. Yeah, the, the game definitely shifted over from, you know, throwing exotics at you to drip feeding you exotics. So you'll get one maybe you know, randomly, maybe once or twice a week. It's RNG, basically. But mm-hmm. uh, it definitely makes you cherish getting these exotics now. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yeah, man, I'm, 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 I'm liking it, man. I am enjoying this game. Yeah, so um, that's Destiny 2. Uh, like we said, we played the Division 2 beta, which is coming out uh, March 15th. And, of course, you'll be hearing more about that uh, once the game comes out, we'll give our deep dive on that one. Yeah. All right, cool. So uh, we have, uh, you know, I'd say it's a small news week once again. Um, it feels like we have a couple of Nintendo stories, but we're going to start off with Devil May Cry. should be releasing now, if you're listening to this Friday, should be out now. And the reception for it has been pretty good. Surprise, surprise. Yeah, the reviews dropped today as of this recording, and I'm I'm looking forward to it. Did you get a chance to play the demo? No, I haven't. Have you? I have. I have played the demo. All right, Um, what do you think? It's very short, but it was very satisfying. I thought it was really fun. It it feels it feels uniquely Devil May Cry in only that way that that franchise can feel. And I know that might be kind of a nebulous um description but it's really i feel like the most appropriate one because you have the letter rating you know a for awesome b badass c um, i might be cool or something um i might be completely butchering that but it's that's what i think i remember and you know you've got your lettering system you've got your scoring everything is based off style you have some completely insane combos you can make with your uh, some of the gadgets that you have. So in the demo, you could play as Nero, who is actually missing an arm. Um, I never played a Devil May Cry 4 all the way through, so um, I don't know why that's happening, but that kind of makes me want to go back and play that. But yeah, so he so in place of his arm, he actually has like a rocket hand. No, I'm sorry, not arm. Yeah, his hand is missing, sorry. So like he has like a rocket hand that you know, kind of can go around and and it could beat people up while you're slashing at another enemy and you can have it come back to you and finish somebody off. Like it's, it's, it's that kind of ridiculous absurdity that only devil may cry has. And it totally has the attitude. Nero's a smart ass. He's a, you know, sarcastic. I don't want to say jerk, but I guess kind of jerky, a little charming, maybe. Um, he reminds you of like Devil May Cry One Dante, I would say, and uh, or Devil May Cry Three Dante for sure. He is definitely Devil May Cry Three Dante. Um, and yeah, it, the demo ends with a brief boss battle. It's it's cool. It's very cool. I'm I'm interested. The camera seems like it's kind of it, it's like pu- pushed in a little bit more than normal. Um, but it does kind of go out when you're in combat. You have like your little health, your red health guys who kind of pop out of enemies. It's very, it is very Devil May Cry 5. Like, like it is of that franchise. And a lot of people complained about the Ninja Theory Devil May Cry, which I wasn't a huge fan of that style and aesthetic that it went with. But gameplay wise, it was cool. Um, but See, it, I'm, I'm weird. I actually like uh, DMC. Which, yeah. like, for me, like, that was my my first Devil May Cry actually going all the way through. Oh, so I think okay. I think that's why I have, like, that, you know, liking towards that game. Mm-hmm. Because mm-hmm. I, because I, I, I firmly remember playing some of the earlier Devil May Cry's just, like, at a cousin's house or something like that. And, um, like, I think in those older games, you had different styles, and that's how you use the different weapons, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, right. so DMC introduced you having all of your weapons and you using, like, the D-pad to switch out mid-combo, and I thought that was really cool. Yeah, so they kind of take from that train of thought. So you can use, like, well, as, as far as the demo goes, like, yeah, you do have your ability to, like, other games in that franchise, 
your sword, your gun, but they've also added the 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 hand that you have with Nero. And with the hand, he also has different versions of it. So like one of them might be like a rocket hand that will like propel itself towards other enemies uh another one might be like i think there's might be elements to it like elemental damage i think one is just a straight up like cold clock you can do with somebody um and they'll break like every single one can can break um you only have a certain amount of ammo you can quote unquote ammo that you can use before like it will crumble on you or you could choose to do like a huge explosion that will do bigger damage but it will destroy your arm or your hand immediately so like there's some cool strategy there. Like, and I, I I liked what I played from the demo for sure. Okay, so um, I I think I'll you know give the demo a shot at some point. I mean, the game is going to be out. Um, I sort of have my you know funds tied up with you know division and then like some other things that are coming out this month. So and then I'm Sekiro. Definitely... I'm just well... kidding. I'm, I'm, <laughs> yeah, no, I'm joking. <laughs> but yeah, like I I I know for people that like action games and people that like you know the, the you know series in general it's going to be a pickup for you definitely so don't yeah. don't let the you know lack of excitement that i have for it deter you from getting it like if you like devil may cry go ahead and pick up this game because it's, it's definitely looking like it's gearing towards like one of those like no i'm not gonna say game of the year contenders but like when we're talking about stuff like that or like our most favorite games of the year this should be in that list yeah, definitely. Like, so, like you know, again, having like actually played it, and and I'm not, uh, I'm the only reason I'm not buying it day one is because, um, you know, I'm buying Division next week and then Sekiro the week after that. So like, but I I definitely want to play this game. Like, I was kind of, I'm not a giant Devil May Cry fan. I like the franchise, but I'm not like a die hard. I wasn't waiting like a decade for this game like some people were. Um, you know, so I was kind of like, yeah, all right, I'll pick it up at some point. No, like this, the game is actually really good. Like I'm, I'm, I'm looking forward to checking it out like a little bit later on. Yeah, definitely. So uh, definitely check that out. It's out now. And it's out on Friday. Well, yeah, this is out on Friday. Oh, you're absolutely <laughs> right. You're right, Chris. It is out on today, March yep. 8th. <laughs> it's all good. It's all good. But yeah, definitely check that out and then give us some feedback. Um, let us know on Facebook if you picked it up, what you like, what you don't like, and let's start a conversation about it. Yeah. All right. So next up, we're going to go ahead and sort of roll into these Nintendo stories. And Nintendo, like, man, like, I I love Nintendo. I love yeah. Nintendo so much. They, they, they're, they're doing some things that are, like, a little different and it's cool. Like, I... I feel like with some of these stories that we're going to talk about today, it's it's definitely like the good type of stories that we're going to be talking about. Mm-hmm. But to start off this uh, Nintendo run of stories that we're going to finish up this episode with, uh, let's talk about Tetris 99, the Maximus Cup. So otherwise known as Game of the Year 2019? <laughs> so Tetris 99 um, basically is a Tetris game. Slash battle royale game. Yeah, it's a battle royale. <laughs> battle royale Tetris game where yeah. it's you versus not was it nine was it you versus ninety nine other players yes. or is it you versus ninety eight players? I'm pretty sure it's ninety nine. Yeah, ninety nine. Okay, that's yeah, hundred people. I believe. Shit, am I wrong about that? Hold on. Um, <laughs> I thought it was nine. I thought it was a hundred, but it's close enough. Okay, yeah, it's you versus a bunch of people. How about that yeah. playing Tetris? Yeah, and um, it's online only, so. Um, but it's free to play, it's free to download, as long as you have the Nintendo Switch online, which is really funny. Everyone that I've spoke to that's played this so far has, like, finally bought the Nintendo Switch online because of this game. I did. I did that. So, Nintendo, you're doing some, you're doing some smart things right now. Like, you're getting yes. people to finally pick up your online service, you know, so, so keep it up. Um, so, with this Maximus Cup, what they're doing is to celebrate the release of the game... For from uh, March 8th through the 10th, you're pretty much trying to win as many games as you can. And after the event, the most people, like I guess they, the 999 players who won the most will receive 999 Nintendo Gold Points, which, you know, turns out to be 10 bucks. 10 bucks, right. So for a free to play game, like that's actually pretty cool. That is very cool. Yeah. 
Yeah, like I'm seeing a lot of like complaints about it online, but guys, remember this is a free to play game. So you're not, you know, paying entry into this tournament. You're not paying for the game. Just like just do what you're already doing, which is playing the game. And if you happen to uh, you know, be part of that top 999 people, then you'll win 10 bucks. Exactly. Oh, by the way, it's 98 others. So yeah, you it is 99 people in a match. Okay. Yeah. I, so I I wonder if they tried the hundred and like that just completely broke it. It just broke. They just could not access the game. Yeah. <laughs> um. The, I in all seriousness, if I'm not sure if I talked about this yet, but yeah, Tetris ninety nine is brilliant. There are so many systems that I even I don't fully understand yet. That but like every excuse me every time I play that game, it's so it's so interesting in terms of what like combining t- i wouldn't have never in a billion years combining uh thought that combining tetris and battle royale would, would work but it totally does and and the system that they that they have for attacking people and de- how you defend like i mean it's really really cool how how far have you made it the highest i made was like 24 or 23 nice so yeah, obviously not as good as like a lot of other people out there who like can consistently get a top ten place. I don't consider myself a particularly great Tetris player. I I would say I'm I'm, I'm pretty middling, but um, to make it to twenty three, that felt like a good accomplishment to me. I was like, all right, I'm in the top like you know, uh, almost in the top fourth uh, or top twenty five. I'm part of that category where like if I'm ever like packing the back of a, a car for like a trip, yeah. I'm I'm part of that category of people who make the dad joke of, oh look, you know I packed up everything in the car. It's a good thing I played Tetris, you know, growing up. Oh, so yeah, I'm <laughs> that person. So so granted, like my you know my highest ranking I think was like in the like the 80s or 70s or something like that. So not completely great, but like good enough where I was like, you know what, that's cool. Right. And right. I enjoyed the game. It's it's fun. Really yeah. stressful, but it's fun. Yeah, I do kind of wish that you could play with other people. Um, make like maybe have like duos or something. That would be kind of neat. But well, how'd that work though? Like, you can have. I, I think in other Tetris games, you can have you could play co-op um, with other people. Like I, I and I think it's like you can work together to send lines to. I don't think I'm talking to other, like to other teams. Yeah, yeah, I think so. I, I believe that other Tetris games have done that. I, I almost positive that they have like i think you could do it on um on Puyo Puyo. i own Puyo Puyo tetris and i'm pretty sure you can um but yeah no i i, I will look this up but i'm pretty sure that's possible well um, i mean you know how these uh you know free-to-play games are they'll release the game and then like they have the content in mind they're just gonna drip feed it to us great right, right. <laughs> yeah so. exactly exactly but hey guys it's free so no complaints here mm-hmm mm-hmm all right, so next up, uh, who this next story? Like, I feel like we've all, at some point, like sat there and thought about the Nintendo Switch and like completely contemplated. It was like, yo, the Switch, like in handheld mode, could totally be a VR set. It could totally happen. Right. And guess and guess what, guys? It's what? happening. It's finally happening. Oh my god. Yes. So and details. And in the and in the way that like when you sort of look at it, you're not completely like surprised. You're like, oh okay, this is this is happening now. Mm-hmm. But uh, Nintendo announced that the Nintendo Labo is going to get a new VR kit. Mm-hmm. So they're doing different sets. There's going to be a starter set with the blaster. That's going to be forty dollars. And then there's going to be a complete package with $80. Mm-hmm. And uh, that's going to come with the VR goggles, the blaster, a camera, an elephant, bird, and wind pedal. Which I'm guessing all of these are like different modes you could do in VR. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So what do you think? Like, are we living in the future? I think that I... <sighs> I'm not going to sit here and pretend like I knew this was happening. I'm not. I'm really not. But I will say that the this this is not totally surprising to me because I remember when the Labo released last year and the robot 
version came out, it was they kind of had like it wasn't VR, but the way that it was kind of structured where it was like the, the the game was kind of happening like didn't they have like goggles not goggles but it was like a visor or something, and it was kind of VR ish, where like you would be you could um if you Google like a picture of how it works it's like it's it's more AR than VR. But yeah. it was, but it, but it's very, it was very reminiscent of that, and that was what made me go like, huh. Now the Switch hardware is not powerful enough to produce, you know, VR games in the sense of, you know, I would say even a PSVR, and that's kind of on the lower end of things. But certainly not like a Vive or like a or an Oculus or anything like that, like a, a regular Oculus Rift, not the mobile one. Um, it might be more now. I think that Nintendo could do like something akin to like a a Gear, like a Gear VR, which is produced from you know the Samsung phone. That's cool, but I, I mean, who doesn't want to do VR Mario Kart at the end of the day? Mm, yeah. That would be cool. I, I'd say that's, I that's way that's way down the you know way down yeah. the line. Like I don't yeah. think that's that's something we're gonna get anytime soon. Um, right. What I'm hoping out of this, which I mean. It's sort of a slippery slope because what I'm hoping out of this is them like opening it up and like letting us like use YouTube in VR or like have some sort of like, you know, watch videos and stuff in VR. But that's sort of that sort of like slides into I don't know when I think of like VR like that, I automatically think of like dirty videos in VR. Mm. (laughs) I don't know why. So I, I think that's not what Nintendo wants to do. Probably not. Yeah. Or at least they're not going to advertise it. Exactly. So, I don't know. Um, it's something I'd try out. Like I said, the the starter kit is 40 bucks, And a lot of times, you could, you could sort of find these. I won't say at a deep discount, but, like, you, you might be able to find this for, you know, a sale or might be able to combine coupons or something like that. So, for 40 bucks, uh, like a base set, that's not bad. And then if you later on want to get, like, the other... Um, attachments you could buy them at twenty dollars each so all in all i don't think that's that's not too bad no that's not bad i think that's that hits the nintendo uh you know it 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 hits their their necessity to be affordable and be you know safe for kids and uh yeah i I think that's hitting all the right notes for them I, th- I think at the end of the day, it's them hitting a check mark of something that they wanted to do with it. Right. I, something that I feel like they we've all we all knew that they wanted to do and had a feeling about it. But you know, here it is, and it's happening, and it's happening next month too. So um, let me pull up a date. It is uh, April twelfth. Which, so right which around I, the corner. I, I yeah, it's right around the corner, and I think that it you know it's it's indicative of. What, what I mean, it's indicative of what they want to do with it. It's coming out so soon, not much fanfare. I mean, I I think it'll get about the right. So I think it'll get the support that like I think Labo got, which I think it'll get a really big push, like really like a week or two before, and then I think it'll the kind the dust will probably settle on it for a while. I don't know if this is something that that's going to be supported super super long term. Like I don't think that this is going to be showing up in directs anytime nah, soon. Nah, not really. Yeah. Um, but I mean, that's just, that's speculation on my part. That's just a feeling I have about it. Um, just given how this announcement was kind of like just made with zero fanfare. Um, I just don't know if that's going to happen really. Yeah. So closing up the show this week, we're going to last story with Nintendo, but from the, uh, from the wall street journal, there is a report that went out that Nintendo is apparently toning down their microtransactions in in their mobile games, which, mm. Is like, like you we have we hear stories all the time from like uh, EA, uh, from Activision, and how much like they're abusing the whole microtransaction. Like you hear microtransaction, everyone gets mad. It's sort of refreshing hearing like Nintendo say, "Hey, like yo, chill, relax. We don't need that that much of it in our games." Yeah, I, okay, so there's a few things about this really. Um, I think one of them is that I wonder what that would mean. Okay, so I wonder what that means for something like 
really for both of their games that I'm thinking about it. So, so with Super Mario Run, follow me here on this. So with Super Mario Run, they have, you know, the it's it's not really a microtransaction. It's it's a you you get the first world for free, and the following like three or four worlds or whatever you pay you pay a, a like a ten dollar or however much it is ten or fifteen dollars, and you get the whole thing. Like it's a buy in or don't. Like there is no. I don't believe, unless I'm wrong about this, I, I don't believe there's a any microtransactions there. So w- what does that mean for Mario? Does it mean anything for Mario Run? I, I it doesn't seem like it to me. That seems like a lump lump sum, like a lump a one single amount. What is that now with Animal Crossing? The conversation is a lot more interesting because that entire game is is functionally a free to play game, and there are a ton. Of microtransactions within that you can buy uh coins or or whatever the currency is in that in that game um you can buy coins to make the basically make the timer go not exist anymore it's a um what are those games chris um why am i blinking um gotcha yes thank you yeah it is literally it's almost it's like a almost like, like a gotcha game where they, i never really got that until now gotcha wow we gotcha <laughs> money wow um uh sorry it's been a long week so so with animal crossing i am very interested in how that's going to be structured because how are they going to dole out the time necessary to wait for things like furniture to be made because every time you make something or you choose to like you know, animals will say, "Hey, I want to, I want a, a a a lazy boy, a lazy boy, or something like a blue lazy boy." And you go to the shop, and you're like, "Hey, make this for me." It's gonna take all right three days to get made. Like, okay, if I don't want to wait for the three days, I pay, I pay, and it's there right right now. How does this affect something like Animal Crossing? I, I have no idea. I'm I'm genuinely asking. I don't know. I mean, they it it sort of like it's scratch. I don't know if they scratches the itch, but like it it for people that don't want to wait, have the they have the you know disposable income. They'll say, all right, I don't feel like waiting. Bam, I could put like the extra you know dollar so I can speed this up or whatever. Um, but funny like a little side note from the from uh, this article is that uh, Super Mario Run, like you said, was free to try and then ten dollars for the full game. Then you had. Uh, Animal Crossing and no, yeah, Fire Emblem Heroes, which came out a year later, and that one was free to play. But then you had a ton of microtransactions that actually brought in five times more money than Super Mario Run. Hmm, that's surprising. Well, actually, maybe that's not surprising to me, because since the the Mario Run game is, like I said, the one fee that you pay, as opposed to Animal Crossing, where like you can continue to just to give them money over and over and over again. Yeah. You know. And apparently the uh game that came out last year, uh Jugalia Lost, um it's it's there but it's not like intrusive. So like you can play through the game and not really have to worry about paying money like that. Mm. So as long as I and same thing with um Fire Emblem Heroes. I played a little bit of that, but every time I've, you know, played it or picked it back up, it's been really generous for my time. Like, it would throw, you know, heroes at me. Uh, there'd be a bunch of events where I could, you know, summon particular heroes. So, mm-hmm. uh, I feel like the Nintendo games, like, if if you put the time into it, it, it respects that. And it'll still give you stuff. You don't have to be forced to put real-world money into it. Hmm. So, I think that hopefully with uh i think dr mario world and mario kart coming out this year like if those games will if they're successful as well like they could i don't know sort of change up the market space show that you really don't need to nickel and dime everything or charge 60 dollars for a game and have microtransactions huh i mean look at look at what's happened look at what happened with fortnite fortnite went free to play introduced uh like they jumped on a popular mode at the time battle royale and i feel like they i feel like fortnite really helped out epic epic you know wasn't a company that was struggling you know they they have the unreal engine 4 so like they're making money off of people using that engine i mean i don't don't think they're ever hurting for money but it definitely like you know helped them out a lot 
I mean, for, Fortnite is a it's weird. It's a weird case because that game is still it's 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 free to play, but it isn't because the two games like they're they're two separate games really. Like the the battle royale stuff is is to me a separate game than Save the World, and Save the World still it costs money. Like to play that, you need to pay how I don't even know how much it is, but you have to pay however much Save the World is twenty thirty bucks. Um, to 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 even access to access any of that content. Whereas if you just want to play Battle Royale, you know there's no you, there's Which, no. But that that's the thing. Like that the majority of people that play Fortnite, they're not playing it for Save the World. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I think you know this type of uh, you know business model. Like it's you know over the next couple of years we'll see some tweaks, but. Look at what's happening with Apex right now. Apex Legends, uh, within a fir- their first month of being live, fifty is a fifty million users are playing the game. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and like I think pretty soon they're launching their first uh, season pass. So, like they're doing pretty well with themselves. You know, free to play. It's I could see at this time like other developers saying, "Hey, we got to jump onto this ship. Let's." you know, put out, you know, a battlefield, you know, free to play battle royale or something like that. And see if we could take some money too. Everyone's gonna want their piece of the pie. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's similar to what we what we saw in like the mid two thousands, early two thousands, um, with Call of Duty. Call of Duty hit the, you know, hit the world by storm with the, you know, with the first person gameplay. And at that time everyone was like, hey, we have to make our first-person shooter game sort of mirror Call of Duty to take that piece of the pie. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean is not surprising. We knew that this was coming a few years ago when Nintendo even announced this initiative. Um, now, Super Mario Run was a weird way to do it because it wasn't the traditional, you know, free-to-play kind of model. Uh, you know, but I, I think we're gonna see more stuff like pocket camp like fire emblem heroes like a lot of those type of games um and i'm and like i said i'm very curious how exactly they plan to to stop or or reduce the amount of microtransactions because i think something uh, reducing them kind of it requires a retooling of what they already have in some of these games yeah i mean if i feel like if the gameplay is fun enough and um, a lot of the stuff that you could buy is cosmetic. Like you're not having to buy like extra slots or save slots or anything like that. I, you know, I pick up the game and like I'm I'm a consumer where like if I, you know, if I feel like I'm having enough fun with the game and it's taking up enough of my time, I wouldn't mind. Especially if it's free to play, I wouldn't mind putting a putting in a couple of bucks. Right. Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. It's definitely see what the future is going to hold. Hell, you know, this time next year will probably, you know, be something completely different. Well, not something completely different, but I'm pretty sure this method will be fine-tuned and will we'll sort of be, you know, be at a different place. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I, I think so. I think so. I think all we can really do is wait. I'm, I'm assuming that they're going to really kick this initiative in, like you said, with Dr. Mario World. Um and hopefully we see Mario Kart later this year. I mean that would be cool to have on my phone, but you know we'll yeah, see. We will see. So with that, that's uh you know major stories of this week so far. Um, any major thoughts? Any closing thoughts, Rod? How you feeling? Feeling pretty good. I'm feeling good about the uh, feeling good about the month, man. This is going to be the first month that I think like a bunch of releases are going to start hitting us. Um, you know, we had Kingdom Hearts, we had Anthem, like a lot of these big games kind of spread out. Although I think the end of February had a bunch of games, but I think I only got Anthem. <laughs> Smart me. Yeah. Um, so, but I think this is the month March. You know, we've got tons and tons of games starting to come out i'm hearing about indies releasing that are really cool like ape out we were talking about that before we started recording like there's a ton of cool stuff out there um that i'm really looking forward to getting into yep so uh yeah same here um division two is gonna be fun 
Um, I know you said you were going to pick up Sekiro, so I can't wait yep. to you know hear your thoughts about that. But yep. uh, guys, let us know what you're picking up this month. Um, leave some comments on Stitcher, I think on SoundCloud, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. Yo, guys, we're trying to be everywhere. We're, up. we're on Spotify. We're on Spotify now. So um, definitely check us out. Uh, tell your friends share like yeah. subscribe yeah really appreciate all the love that you guys like you know keep giving us um this this past week has been pretty slow on streams um but we are definitely going to pick it back up next week uh, i think we will probably we'll definitely do some division streams so uh you'll probably see us over the weekend do some streams or possibly going into the uh that next week uh do some division streams and we, I, I feel like i want to do a uh, destiny stream sometime soon too yeah, always fun. Yep. But with that, that is another week of Should I Play That? And I don't know. I'm just happy to be here, guys. Just happy to be here. <laughs> That's good, man. <laughs> good. <laughs> We're just here so we don't get fined. Yep. <laughs> so with that, guys, enjoy your week. Eat your vegetables. Take your vitamins. Stay beastly. Peace out.